Let's welcome on to the country, uh, Kieran McAnulty. Kieran, good to chat to you again. Let's start. Let's put on your bookies hat to start with. I know you're heading to the Golden Shares this afternoon. Who are you tipping? Yeah, well, um, as, as you've covered on your show already, it's been uh, thrown out uh, with uh, the disappointing news that Roland Smith has had to pull out with injury, and that's really opened things up. They do have a short price favourite in Tor Henderson, and I think that's justified. But I wouldn't be surprised if that price started to drift as the tournament, as the competition goes on, and we'll see them in action in roughly about half an hour starting off. So, uh, uh, for the first time in a long time, we're going to have a new champion of the Golden Shears. Now, Kieran, interestingly, Toa Henderson, $1.45, Leon Samuels, two ninety. Those two are the clear favourites. And then you, you go out to the Scotsman, Gavin Much at 15s, Nathan Stratford at 21. But interestingly, on the show yesterday, Roland Smith t- uh, tipped out Angus Moore, who finished runner-up last year. He didn't even make the top 18 or 20 on the TAB book, which you used to run. He was listed under any other competitor. I've been banging this drum, and with the, with Roland Smith's credibility, do you believe that that market has gone from $41 down to 15 Yeah, I saw that move, and I was quite interested in that. I mean, there are a lot of competitors going in that open grade, but that's the case across the board as well. I think What's really encouraging is to see the number of people that have entered into this year's shares. It's kind of taken the organisers, well, everyone, in fairness, by surprise. Uh, And, in fact, they had to readjust the schedule because they had so many people put their hands up, which is awesome. Um, And so I'm not surprised that uh, there's been a couple that have snuck under the radar, but I would have expected Angus Moore to have been named. Um, But, you know, with that $15 for any other competitor, you're getting him and everyone else that isn't named, that's not bad. But you did mention a couple of people there. Nathan Stratford obviously is the favourite for the the national circuit. You'd have to, if you're looking at it from a punting perspective, you'd have to think if if the likes of Gavin Much and Nathan Stratford, if they make the semis, uh, and we'll know uh, at the end of tonight uh, how they're tracking, are they going to be paying $15 and $21 to take it out if they make it through? Probably not. They'll just have to come in quite a bit. So there could be a bit of value flooding around those guys. Who runs the book for the TAB? Because I know you were instrumental. In fact, it was you that started it. Oh, no, no, I can't claim that. No, it was going. It's been going for years. Um, but when I was a bookie, I did ask for it. And uh, and the, in fairness to the guys, they gave me free reign. So we are able to get um, the trackside crew up there for a few years on the trot. We had a TAB terminal on course. And I was really proud to have um, sort of increased the turnover by tenfold in the time that I was doing it because, of course, every dollar that you bet on sharing, a portion of that goes to sharing Sports New Zealand. And so that's what motivated me to try and increase the turnover. But it's still something I've kept an eye on and, uh, and I will be having a punt myself. Now that I'm allowed to. Well, you are allowed to. Just while I've got you, and before we talk a wee bit of politics, could be would, would be remiss of me not to mention it uh, to you. I see if we're looking at the Super Rugby book, the Chiefs are favourites, 275, Blues and Crusaders, 375, Canes, 7 bucks. But, Kieran, how about a long shot? The Landers are paying $31. Yeah, it's a decent price, isn't it? I thought that you'd be all over the Highlanders plus... Twelve and a half for a dollar ninety against the Blues tonight for sure. Well, they're paying uh, four dollars eighty head to head. They are. They are. Look, they 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 did well last week, didn't they? They came back well, and uh, I think anything's up in the year with this, frankly, uh, unusual situation. I know it's been going for three years now, but having all teams going to Melbourne, I'm not sure if it will continue. There's been a lot of criticism about it this year, what with the Rebels going into. Uh, receivership and uh, crowd numbers dropping drastically but 
we'll have to wait and see. Maybe it will be a success, but um, it, it is. It kind of does take away that home ground advantage when you're when you're playing away. Do you miss the TAB uh, now that you're in opposition, been banished to the back benches, or not quite the back benches in your case, Kieran? But life would be more fun at the TAB than being an opposition MP, wouldn't it? There aren't many uh, more in many jobs that are more fun than the TAB, but uh, I'm in politics for a reason, and uh, and you know you respect the result and you move on and you make the most of it, and I'm enjoying myself. Was it tough for you to take the defeat in the wire wrapper to Mike Butterick? Because regardless of politics, it would be fair to say, and I think I, I, I'm not smowing, blowing smoke up your backside here, but you were a reasonably popular local MP because you were very active in your community. Oh, I mean, obviously it wasn't the result that I wanted, but Mike's a good guy. And on the night I went round to his uh, election due and, and congratulated him in, in person. Um, these things shouldn't be personal. Uh, you know, I I will try and win the seat back next time. But in the meantime, where I can, I'll work alongside Mike for the region because that's why I'm in politics. But, you know, if you spend your time dwelling on these things, then you don't you miss opportunities that present themselves. So uh, now come Sunday after the election, I was starting to think about how I'd approach the new job. Uh, were you surprised with Stuart Nash's, oh, I don't know, would you call it an outburst? I don't Truth know if it bomb? An outburst. I think, uh, look, the, the end of the day, uh, he was saying that he wanted the um, the threshold, if you like, for confiscation of, of um, property that were involved in crime to be lower than 30,000. That figure went through the select committee and every party on that select committee, including National, uh, supported that figure. So we're getting caught up in a political cloud here where people are saying that the threshold should be lower. Well, they shouldn't have supported it at the time, uh, but they did. So, uh, look, I'm not worried about that too much. People are entitled to their opinions. Um, there's a lot going on. I'm not going to get caught up in distractions like that. OK, you were a former whip as well. In fact, you were the chief whip. If you were the whip, would you have whipped Ginny for what she said to Mark Mitchell? Oh, well, I mean, that's been dealt with. She's reflected on, on what she said. She's conceded pretty much straight away that she went too far. Um, you know, it's it's all well and good to um, challenge people on policy, but I think um, Chris Hipkins had the right position. We're not worried about what people did before they got into Parliament. We're just worried about what they do um, when they get there. And if I remember way back to 2011, when I first stood as a candidate, I was a bookie at the time, and Seven Sharp did a story about me and Todd Barclay. Uh, because he was a, um, I don't know, a lobbyist or something, and 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 they they asked me what I thought of that. And I said I don't care. It's what he does when he gets in that matters, not what he's done beforehand. And and I, I stand by that. And it didn't finish that well for Todd. No, I'm not getting into that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Kieran, um, throw us out just to lighten things up. Throw us out the bet of the week. What would it be? Would it would it be that? See, I got in on any other competitor at forty one dollars. So I just need Angus Moore or any other competitor other than the top 20 to win, and I'm quids in. Well, you're already showing that you've got value because it's jumped back down to 15 bucks now. I do think this is an open field. The thing is, Toy Henderson has been sharing incredibly well and has dominated when he did. Uh, Leon Samuels is obviously class. You've got a couple of former champions in there and some real speedsters like Paidata Abraham at 41s. But ultimately, this is, I think, up in the year now with Roland Smith gone. The thing with Tor Henderson is he's going to have to prove uh, being able to take the pressure of, assuming he gets into the final, 
uh, performing at that top level in front of um, 1,300 uh, people, live audience, and tens of thousands watching online. Nothing prepares you for that until you do it. So uh, th- I think that's a factor. For me, a dollar forty-five is too short, but we'll have to wait and see how the qualifications goes. And like I say, in about roughly about 20 minutes now. Hey, Kieran McAnulty, uh, good to catch up. You first appeared on this show way, way back when, when you were the TAB bookie. Always good to catch up. Yeah, you too, Jamie. Nice to talk, mate.